Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Josh Byro. Josh, you are the founder of the Yogapreneur Collective. You're found on the web at joshbyro.com. Josh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Josh. Excited to be here. All right. So explain what you do. Yeah. Well, in a nutshell, I am a, the ethical yoga business coach. So, you know, the quick backstory is after growing up in a yoga family and then managing and building yoga studios, ultimately owning my own studios and then selling them, uh, my family and I went traveling full time. And on our travels, we physically drove in our RV, family of three, um, to, I think we stopped counting at like 125 studios on the ground all over North America. And then we're able to start working with studios all over the world online and yoga entrepreneurs online. Um, fast forward a few years now, and uh, our Yogapreneur business method has helped well over 300, 370, somewhere in that range, um, yoga businesses improve basically what they're doing. So that's been yeah. our primary focus for the last years. Yeah. So yoga seems like one of those industries, um, and it's going to sound silly, but I mean, you could, you could make very good money in yoga and you can also be kind of like a starving artist <laughs> because 100%. you love it. You, you know, you love helping people, but you know, kind of almost like this Michael Gerber e-myth trap, you know, you're just spending way too much time, you know, in the art of what you do and you're not spending enough time or you just don't know what to do in terms of actually growing the business where I generally argue, you know, one should be spending about twice as much time, uh, you know, in, in terms of just focusing growth, 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 um, as opposed to, you know, just working with clients person, you know, for example. hundred percent. I have yet to meet a yoga studio owner that says, you know, the reason I got into this is I, I just love business. That's not the <laughs> primary motivator behind what what you're doing as a yoga entrepreneur. Um, and that was the same for me. Really, it's you have a belief in your product and you've seen the power in yourself and in the people that you teach. So you want to amplify that. And the truth is that businesses are the vehicle of change that we culturally have. It's the most efficient way for you to have a larger impact um, on your local community and ultimately the world. So it's a natural place that you end up at for many entrepreneurs but that being said, you sometimes find yourself there as using the e-myth example as the technician, as just the yogi, and you haven't stepped into that role of really being a business owner and having the acumen and the focus to work on the correct things for the business to succeed, which is a necessity for your overall success. Um, you can get stuck just basically working in like a, a negative cycle of sacrifice, we would call it, where you're perpetually yeah. overwhelmed and it shouldn't really be like that. So there are likely going to be other, um, you know, business owners, I think they could to learn from what I'm about to ask you. Uh, and that is, 
okay, how do Josh, how do I get more customers? Yeah. If, 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 if you are a yoga teacher, how, how, how does one do that? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of ways to answer this because clearly when we're talking marketing, it's a large umbrella under which many different facets exist. But if we're talking right now in time, one of the realizations people have to come to full terms with is that your product is unlikely to be the reason for someone to be part of your business, especially if you're a service-based industry. Um, It's sort of the gut punch to think that your single yoga class is so good and so special that that's why someone's going to come to you is highly unlikely. The other way to look at this is if I want to take a yoga class, I can literally go on YouTube right now for free and do a half decent class from a known entity. So it's changing the perspective as the business owner from realizing that your product is not teaching stretching postures. Your product is offering a yoga experience And that is inclusive of everything from your website presence to how you articulate what you do to the smell if I come into your physical space or the follow-up messages that you're giving me after I take my first class. So it's getting that bigger picture. And I know that doesn't directly answer how do you get you know, your first client or how do you get more clients? But that's the part that you focus on first because the repercussion of that is two things. One, you'll clarify your messaging, which is in my opinion, one of the biggest gaps in most industries, honestly, is we don't have ultra clear messaging so people can really understand the value that we're offering. So they can really consider your offer. And then two, your primary driver in a service-based business is going to be your existing clientele. It's word of mouth Mm. and referrals. So if you don't nail that experience, that won't happen. And the second sort of gut punch is if people are not actively brand evangelists for you, you're not actively getting promotion and people referring people, you have a product problem. Um, So in terms of, um, Visibility, right? Because they always, you know, in sales, like exposure is everything. Um, what are some ideas that, um, you know, let's say that someone gets into business because they love it, right? And and maybe they had a friend and the friend's like, hey, you should be teaching yoga because you're really good. And then they go, okay. And then they start teaching it. And then they look around and they're like, okay, where do, where do I get more clients now? Like, so what, what are some ideas of things that we can be doing maybe on social, maybe in our local communities um, to, to create that awareness? Yeah. Um, well, let's break it down in a simple way. There's, there's six ways that you're going to drive people into your business. There's paid media. There's earned media. That's people following you on social. There's your contact lists. So people opting in. And then there is what we call... Um, why well, the simple term would be outbound. So it's like directly reaching out to people. And then there's partners. An example would be an influencer or an affiliate. And then there's word of mouth or referrals. So those are the only six. So which one you go after depends on the structure of your business. But the thing to notice is that paid media is very fast. So especially right now, it's very much a pay to play system. Everything mm-hmm. is virtualized and digitized. So as much as people love to figure out how to organically grow, it's if you want speed, which matters in many markets, uh, paid media will be part of your plan and should be. So it's really just budgeting for that. On the other end of the same spectrum, that referral word of mouth, you got to think that that's the only one that can compound on itself. 
at some point, if you have a successful referral system taking place, your business grows without your direct input to that. Whereas all the other ways require continual input for them to keep functioning for you. So if we were to go one layer deeper and say, where should you probably focus in most cases, especially out of the gate, like you're describing paid media balanced with referral system. Those would be the two focal points that I would suggest. Yeah. Um, so Josh, in terms of social media in particular, what, what do you see working well? I mean, social media, it's the, the old school, it's now old school, <laughs> such a new thought, not that long ago. Uh, but the thought that we really have to come to terms with is that it's called social media. So if you're not being social on it, it's not mm-hmm. going to work for you. You know, you putting stuff up there as a business, the, the bottom line is no one cares about your business. They care about what your business can do for them. So either your messages need to always be checking the box of telling them a story and building up a narrative in their minds for why your business is a solution to a problem they have, or you have to be participating in a social way, which is giving the tonality of your business and the fact that you're someone that I, as a consumer, want to align with because we have a similar belief system and feel for reality, basically. So that's what we're seeing work is putting stuff out that is much more personal, sort of radically transparent, um, participating how the platform was designed social or Mm. just very, very consistent messaging purely around the benefits, the transformations that you offer, the problems that you solve. Yeah. Um, Josh, is there, I'm, I'm curious about the kind of the life cycle of the yoga teacher, right? Where maybe they just start off and they're teaching in a community center or something like that. I mean, what, what, In terms of location, um, what do you see working well today? Is it, you know, going to people's homes? Is it people coming to your home? I'm curious about how location plays a factor here, because I think eventually then, I don't know, the dream for some may be, I want my own studio. Right. Well, and I think now that I want my own studio has become, I want my own virtual presence. I want to Mm -hmm. become, you know, a virtual yoga studio basically because the efficiency of that, the overhead for startup and everything is so low. And also your potential market reach is so high from a teacher perspective. And there's good, there's good reason to think that that's a good path. The truth though, is that that's more difficult than people think it is. It's not as simple as chucking a website up and having some classes, Um, So when we talk about location, I would sort of flip this perspective just slightly into what is the consumer that you're going after want. So you have to really understand who is the primary avatar you're targeting for. Are you, you know, a get sweaty yoga class for 25 to 45 year olds? Are you a therapeutic yoga class for 55 to 75 year olds? Male, female, like what's your angle? What's the special sauce that you have? And then what do those people want? Because any of them could participate virtually, but what are they actually looking for in terms of that experience that we're talking about? And very often you will have more immediate success and a deeper level of success by doing something that is more hands-on because we've just gone through a massive moment in history of like virtual education. But the flip side of that same coin is we've recreated value in the personalized touch. So because I haven't been able to go and take 
a yoga class face to face with someone and have them mm. hold me accountable and have them give me a correction and have them motivate me when I don't want to do the posture anymore and like them to sort of take the reins. Suddenly I have a realization that there's a lot of value in that expertise and that environment they've curated and so on and so forth. So that's a different product than just doing stretching postures, watching a video, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I guess that's the thing too, is, um, you know, what, uh, what should we be leaning on? So if I'm a yoga teacher and I've got clients who are like, Oh, I don't know. I just do you yoga, YouTube videos or whatever. Um, that's the reality. You can't pretend that that doesn't exist. And, you know, and, and, and a client may not even, a potential client may not even tell you, you know, what that objection is, but I think that, you know, likely, what one may be wanting to do would be leading with and anticipating that objection and kind of pre-handling that objection by kind of selling the value, the things that you were just kind of talking about, that interactivity, that that immediacy, uh, that attention that you're not going to get from YouTube. Right, exactly. And that's the, I think, from the business owner's side, it's the realization that these are separate products. They're not the same product as much as we'd like to believe that they are. So therefore, they're solving a different problem and they may be targeted to a different person. Now, they may be targeted to the same person as well, but when you separate them in your mind, you get some clarity around where that communication differential is. If I'm trying to convince someone who's only practice online to come and do personal practice with me, I'm not selling them on doing a yoga class because they already understand that. I'm selling them on the accountability. That's the gold. I'm selling them on the outcome guarantee. I'm selling them on, you know, the scheduling. I'm selling them on the make sure you're doing it right, how, making sure you progress, the personalized touch. What they're paying for is, you know, my two decades of yoga teaching experience and then the environment that I'm curating and the accountability that I'm holding them to. Whereas the online, I'm creating something that is for convenience and quick consumption and ease and fun and something that's more about just increasing the frequency of your practice from the comfort of your own home or while you're traveling or so on and so forth. So it's a different, I'm, I'm solving just ever so slightly for a different thing for those people. Yeah. Um, Josh, explain how your program works, uh, Yogapreneur Collective. Yeah, you know, the Yogapreneur Collective is the culminating uh, concept of over a decade of coaching yoga entrepreneurs all over the world. And essentially, we've realized that when you run any small business, it's very isolating at the top. You might not have the acumen, resources, tools necessary. And although information is readily available, filtering what information is specifically useful for your business takes a lot of effort. Um, and then it goes back to that accountability. Sometimes you just need someone in your corner. So the way we solve that is our group called the Yogapreneur Collective is a membership. You do at least a monthly coaching call, if not more frequently, with a certified yoga business coach. You also have access to a resource library that has videos, swipe files, templates, etc. cetera. Uh, we also do a couple of webinars a month. So there's lots of resource there for you to know that you're getting information that is specific to the yoga industry. And then, of course, we have a private group as well, which is honestly just the best sounding board you could ever have because it's other yoga business owners like yourself who are actually considering their yoga mm -hmm. as a business and are really looking to enhance that. 
Yeah. Um, so your website, joshbyro.com, is it, um, when, when someone goes there, what, what would you recommend? They like, uh, you know, either they're at the very early stages of being a yoga teacher, or they've been doing this for a while and they're ready to kind of scale up a little bit or kind of build a little bit more like their business has been up and down. Maybe they had, you know, over the past year and a half, it's been a little rough. Uh, and they're like, okay, I really want to build up my book of business. I, I want to get serious about this. Like where, where do they begin that journey with you? For sure. It's actually really easy. The very first thing to do is to book a free strategy call. So we jump on for an hour. It's it's a live call with myself or one of my other certified coaches. And we have a little preamble talk just about what we're seeing going on, data points and things in the industry. Uh, and then we, our goal is always to send you away with some actionable items. So at the very least, you're going to leave with some concepts, ideas, some things to go tackle. But it gives us an opportunity to see if you're a good fit for the group. Um, that would be the best place to start. But, you know, anyone, whether you're in the phase of just opening a yoga business up or you've been operating, we have owners that have been operating for 25 years and mm -hmm. you're just kind of plateaued. Or if this last year and a bit has thrown you for a loop and you're trying to figure out how to get back on your feet, that's exactly what we're working on literally every day specific to the yoga industry. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. And that's at joshbyro.com. Josh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you having me, Josh. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.